This is the Movie Reel. We bring you a rotating panel of movie enthusiasts for some good, some bad, but always fun movie discussions. Be warned, spoilers are in effect. So grab your favorite movie snacks and sit back while we queue up the cast. Hey, everybody, and welcome back this week to the Movie Reel. We're going to be talking about The Big Sick, which is an Amazon movie. It's Amazon exclusives, actually, by Amazon Studios. So this is going to be a kind of a fun one. I have a new guest on the show this week that I'd like to thank uh, immensely for joining me. This is going to be fun. It is Heather, which not my wife this time, everybody. She is also <laughs> Heather. Uh, this is Heather from the Watching Netflix Without You podcast. And I'm going to let her take the uh, wheel here and kind of tell everybody where they can find her and her podcast. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so watching Netflix without you, we are a Netflix centric podcast, which is probably obvious, but <laughs> we very specifically only watch and review Netflix original feature films. That's all we do on our podcast. Uh, recently brought on my brother, Ryan, as a co-host onto that podcast. So um, that's what we do. We kind of uh, get into some sibling friendly banter at times as well uh, on that podcast. But if that sounds like something that's up your alley, then the best way to listen is just to go to our website, wnwypodcast.com slash subscribe and all the podcast players are right there. Uh, for any player you want to use that's on there yeah perfect perfect uh well yeah thanks again for being on the episode today this is going to be fun we always try to keep it fun on the movie reel and um yeah another thing for everybody to know too about heather's podcast is um they are they're just really nicely put together and they're very like to the point little shorter episodes so if you're looking for more bite-sized stuff out there she has she has the content for you so definitely uh check in the comments below and i'll have her links and everything down there to find her as well so definitely do that got to spread that loud thumbs love we tell everybody you gotta share you gotta share <laughs> okay. it with everybody so Sounds um, good. All right. Well, real quickly, too, just speaking of Loud Thumbs Love, if you guys have any of that out there and you'd like to share with us, uh, remember, you can find us everything at loudthumbs.com. Uh, quick and easy way to find all of our content. Watch, listen, subscribe, everything right there. And uh, if, uh, if you'd like, you can visit us over at uh, patreon.com slash loudthumbs and help us out. Uh, we have several different tiers over there to choose from as well. And you know what? If you don't have anything to toss our way, it's no big deal. Uh, just shoot us a review. We love to read an Apple review or a Spotify review. It really does help everybody out there find more of our stuff and just helps us uh, spread that love. So we would appreciate that if you get a chance. Now, enough with all of that. We're going to get on to some movies. That's what we're here for. So we're going to talk about yeah. the big sick. Uh, this one actually brought to a guest's choice. That's what we do around <laughs> here. I like to keep that fun. And uh, Heather chose this one and uh, we're going to talk about it. Uh, definitely one I wouldn't have chosen on my own. So we'll see what I think here when we get to the end. <laughs> Very curious. Yeah, that's what it's all about. So we'll, we'll go down that road and see what ends up being the, the final decision here. But this movie is actually um, starring Kumail Nunjani, which uh, 
it is actually a true story, so which is kind of a cool thing. So I'm going to give you a quick synopsis, and we're going to get on to uh, talking some numbers and talking some fun here. So Kumail is a Pakistani comic who meets an American graduate student named Emily at, at a one-night stand-up show. As their relationship blossoms, he soon becomes worried about what his traditional Muslim parents will think of her. When Emily suddenly becomes sick with an illness that leaves her in a coma, Kumail finds himself developing a bond with her deeply concerned mother and father. So there's it, it a lot going on in this movie is the first thing I can say. It's, mm -hmm. it's a lot of genres combined, right? <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's It does have that romantic aspect or rom-com aspect, but it is there's definitely a feeling of the drama in it too. And I certainly would not put this into the typical rom-com category of a movie. Absolutely agree. Yeah, it is It is more in the drom-com. I, I like that, drom-com. Did <laughs> yeah, you make right? that up or is that a thing? No, I just said that right now, so. <laughs> Love it, drom-com. Yeah, that's, that's definitely what it felt me. like. Yeah, keep it, we'll, just, we'll use it on both of our podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so a uh, small movie, a uh, $5 million budget, uh, came in at the box off with $56 million. So anything that make 10 times its money back is a pretty good deal, I think. Yeah. Uh, so I think they did what they needed to in that one. And, um, the, it, it's definitely with a $5 million budget and seeing the cast in the movie, I was a little surprised to see the budget that low. Um, now this movie was made in 2017, but it's still, Ray Romano and yeah. um, you know Helen Hunt or Holly Hunt is in it, and you know Kumail himself too, which this was his first leading role in a movie, which I found unique. Like I didn't, you don't expect him to be the leading role in this kind of a movie, but it was kind of his story, so it made sense somewhat. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like I don't know why, because this is not really the same kind of movie at all, and I. Should have looked up the name of this movie, but remember when Howard Stern did it? Yeah, he did parts. a movie. Yeah, Private Parts. That's right, and he played yeah. himself. Yeah, and I loved that movie. Great movie, yeah. Um, yeah, and I loved this movie. And like, I kind of had to quickly get over the fact of people playing themselves in movies about themselves because the times I've seen it, it seems to work really well for some reason. I mean, I guess who's the best person to play you? You, you would be the best yeah. person. You know. So anyway, it yeah, just he didn't reminded me of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He just had to be himself. Yeah, yeah. And it, and it did work, really. So uh, for some of the listeners out there who may not be familiar and haven't checked out what this movie is yet, uh, and some of the actresses and actors in it, but Kumail Ninjani, he is from Silicon Valley. He's most recently in the Eternals movie. He plays one of the characters in that as well. So he's, he's making a name for himself. He's, he's a growing star, that's for sure. Um, Emily, which is uh, the girlfriend, she's played by Zoe Kazan. She's not really well known for anything. I did do some research on her because I was kind of curious for her background. I thought she did a great job in this movie. Um, she didn't really have anything major. Is there anything that came to mind for you when you were kind of looking at her, anything in the research? You know, I didn't really know um, because... I felt like I had seen her before clickbait. That's why I'd seen her before okay. She's in clickbait on Netflix, which is a limited series Okay. Uh, on their uh, like murder mystery series, kind of a whodunit. Okay. And gotcha. So 
uh, sorry, I just Googled that just now as we were talking because I oh, was that's like, perfect. I know I've seen her before. And then it suddenly dawned on me, it was from clickbait. So well, I, ha I had to ask yeah. you because uh, my wife and I had never seen her in anything. And I even looked at her history and was just like, I thought the same thing. She looks super, super familiar. I've seen her in something. And out of everything I looked at, I couldn't even place it. So I have no idea where I was getting the resemblance from, but um, probably wasn't her, I guess. Um, yeah, sometimes that happens. Somebody just looks like somebody else you've seen before. Yeah. I know I've also seen the movie Fracture, which she's in. The Ballad of Buster Scruggs was a pretty popular or at least cult classic That's type the one. Netflix That's, movie. Yeah, I did not realize she was in that one. I missed that one. That's the one I've seen her in then. That's there right, because she played, she was, she was like the, uh, oh, what was she like, kind of like a farmer's daughter or something like that in that one. Um, I remember her now. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I don't, honestly, I should have seen that movie, but I haven't yet. Oh, okay. But it's I just good. knew I that was one. It. Yeah. Well, I knew that was one a lot of people have seen. Of all movies, I've also seen that she's in The Private Lives of Pippa Lee. Okay. I don't know that which one. Which is not a well-known movie. Gotcha. But there Makes you sense go. then. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also have Terry. That is, uh, that's the dad character. Uh, that's played by Ray Romano. I think everybody knows him. Everybody loves Raymond, oh, yeah. right? <laughs> um, Beth, uh, she's the, that's the mother's name. And she's played by mm -hmm. Holly Hunter. Um, I just have down that she's an Elastigirl. I mean, she was, she was the incredible, she was Elastigirl. Yeah. Yeah. You hear her voice. It's super fitting and iconic. You can tell, close your eyes, it's her. Yes, <laughs> yes, it is. That's one of the, like sometimes in an animated film, you love the voice and sometimes you're like, oh, that's the voice they went with. But Elastigirl, it's perfect. I've always loved that. I've always yeah, loved that. Absolutely. Uh, and then a couple of smaller um, comedians are in it who uh, they act, they don't play themselves, but Bo Burnham, he plays like a friend of Kumail in this one. Uh, pretty funny guy, uh, very, very well-known comedic actor and uh, comedian in general, big, big uh, fans of him out there. And then uh, it's Addie Bryant, from what I understand, I tried to figure out how to, her name is spelled A-I-D-Y. And I'm like, is it 80? Is it, I, I don't oh. know, but it, Addie is what I was uh what I found out anyway. She's okay. SNL, SNL star. She's still on SNL to this day. And yeah, she's it's in, been like 10 years or something so yep, far. 10 years, 2012 to, to now. And um, she's also in Shrill, which is a Hulu show. If you want to check any of the stuff oh, okay. out that she has. She was actually kind By of funny way, in this one too. I don't love her typically, but I liked her in this Oh, really? Movie. Yeah. I, I have to say, well, first of all, I noticed because I've seen her stand up that she was doing her own actual stand-up in the movie, even though she didn't play herself. Okay. That whole, or it was something very similar to some stand-up that she's done where she took this like old journal of hers from when she was 12 and just blew it up and like yeah. put it on display and was like, here's the things that were going on when I was 12, which is hilarious. I think it's a great set, but if I have to pick a Saturday night live sketch that she's in, which I thought was absolutely hysterical, it's on YouTube and it was the one uh, with the paint Pharaoh and ball. I forget what the name of the sketch is. Okay. But it, the running joke is just because it's a British paint brand and it's very expensive. And her brother's basically giving her a really hard time for painting a rented apartment with super expensive paint. Okay. And she just keeps talking about the color and the labor <laughs> of the, and it's just, I can't, I laugh so hard. I cry every time I watch that sketch. That's great. Good That's one. great. I'll have to check that one out. I haven't checked yeah. that one before. So, um, 
Okay, so to get into a little bit more of the movie here was as we go, um, it kind of talked about it in the synopsis. Uh, Kumail meets Emily at uh, a bar, a comedy bar. He's up there doing a set. He gets down. She kind of heckles him. You know, she gives she becomes a woo girl there at one point, and <laughs> and he kind of calls her out and tells her, you know, you can't just heckle people. You know, and she's like, well, I wasn't heckling you. Uh, and they're talking at the bar and. Um, there's a couple good back and forth. You, you really get the chemistry and you get, yeah. you get pretty early where that, where the movie's going to go with the two of them, which I, I liked that because the, just the, the acting chemistry seemed to work really, really well. Um, not even knowing that this was a true story kind of thing. I had no clue this was a true story until the movie was over and realized, Oh wait, Holy cow. So that was kind of a nice surprise. Uh, yeah. and uh, it kind of changed uh, my overall feelings of the movie too. And I want to talk about that a little bit as we go, but um, what did you think of the scene? I have to ask too, because I sure. thought it was actually quite funny. The, uh, the scene after they have sex for the first time, you know, they go back and they're just laying there after the fact. And they're just talking about what each other looked like in high school. And he pops out the cell mm-hmm. phone and shows his like grant grant, uh, his Hugh grant. Hugh grant hair, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't smile or you look, your face looks fat, you know, all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they kind of went back and forth with ha- who they were in, in high school. Right. She was goth. He was kind of like a dork. Yeah. Uh, well, how did, what did you think of that whole scene? Cause I, I thought it was really well done and it was really entertaining. I loved it. There's not, a whole lot of criticism I have for this movie. I really, really liked it. I love their banter back and forth. I I pretty much love every conversation they had in the movie. And that one is no exception. I thought it was very cute. I think that's actually a true story of Kumail. Okay. That he <laughs> legitimately at that age was like, I want Hugh Grant hair. And that's what he styled it after. And yeah, it, it wasn't like a CG his... picture. It was it was a legit right. picture of him too. <laughs> I'm sure all the picture, any pictures of him in the movie were probably from his actual life because it's I would about I would say him. yeah, yeah. So, but that was absolutely um, genius. Some of my favorite scenes, honestly, were the ones with him and his family. Yes, I have those down as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We got to talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> those are really really good. Um, the um the whole thing with her and being uh, goth when she was in high school and everything uh it, she definitely doesn't show that anymore in the movie like she's kind of grown right. out of the goth thing you know they called her beetlejuice and she got voted most noticeable in high school <laughs> for being goth uh which we get a little bit of look at that later when there's the moment with him and the mom and they're going through the yearbook and stuff like that's that, right uh which is kind of funny added to that, that moment, joke that moment that every woman loves and she got to be in a coma for that part. So, hey, you know, silver right. lining. <laughs> she didn't right. have to be there to face the embarrassment. <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, one of the jokes, and I don't know if this was actually a real thing in real life, but they did the two-day rule where it was if they saw each other, then they couldn't see each other for two days. I couldn't find anything to state whether or not that was actually a real thing. I watched several like behind the scenes and a lot of conversations with Kumail and, and Emily, you know, in real life, you know, because they are husband and wife in real life. Yeah, um, but I thought it almost felt like a Seinfeld joke because there was a, a a a scene in one of the Seinfeld episodes where they were trying to figure out how they could date each other, but not be dating but still have the sex and mm-hmm. it not make it a relationship. And that was one of the rules was like there's no contacting the day after. And this this felt kind of like a a little a little joke toward toward Seinfeld as well. 
Um, Could have been. I, by the way, did find an article, historyvershollywood.com, where they talked about that was a real thing between them, but it was more on Kumail's part, and it was something that Emily kind of put up with. Okay. Um, So... Yeah, I, there's a lot of com- things in the movie that are the same and, and a lot that are not the same as what happened in real life. So, um, but that was one of the things that was consistent with their actual dating when they were dating. Good to know, good to know, that's great. <laughs> um, so let's see here, um, the movies. I gotta ask you what your thoughts were. The movies that he had her watching, like, he, you know, they started out and the first date was the Night of the Living Dead, the old black mm-hmm. and white version, which is, I think just, it's just not my kind of movie. It's just kind of a bad movie. Me neither, me neither. <laughs> I don't, I, I, and then the second one, like he wanted to go on a later date and they, he play, tries to play another one at her house. I believe it was that time. And she was just completely falling asleep. And she was like, this, this is my, you know, I'm interested and I'm bored, tired, going to sleep kind of movie face. Terrible movies, right? These, the, how did he yes, pick a girl agreed. up trying to, trying to use these movies? <laughs> I think the movies were just an, something to have on in the background while they were doing Ambiance. other things. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I, cause I don't remember them mo- watching them all that much. You'd be like, this movie's yeah. on, let's have sex. So it's kind of like, I guess if that's how you want to watch the movie, it does make it better if you're not enjoying the movie. Right, right. It just, you know, it struck me as humorous that he always picked a really crappy, scary movie to do that with. Like, I I don't understand. (laughs) Like, I want to know what's the joke behind it. There's got to be a joke behind it. (laughs) There must be. And the article I read didn't say anything about that. But if you consider that he is a huge X-Files fan and which he really is in real life, a huge X-Files fan. And by the way, I forget which one of the million girls his mom tried to set up that just yeah. in his face was like, I watched X-Files and it's a terrible show. It's a terrible yes. show. She storms off. I was like, you do not know what you're talking about, lady. Take it back. Sit down. I we got to talk. did not appreciate <laughs> that because I am also a huge fan of the X-Files. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I don't, I think she was the final one that he kind of opened up and said, Hey, this isn't going to be a thing for me. I'm going to marry somebody else. And she was like, and by the way, X-Files sucks. And then, you know, <laughs> he just stood there and she closed the door. Spiteful. Very, yeah, just very spiteful. Now on, on to the family dynamic. We got to talk about yes. that. So I, I absolutely agree. Some of my favorite parts of the movie are the, the dinners with the parents and the brother and the brothers, the brother's wife. Um, just just fantastic and I I loved Mm -hmm. I wanted to hang out and have dinner with them you know what I mean just sit there I didn't have to say a word it was so good (laughs) (laughs) they were it's just the whole thing and the mom so funny with and it's such an interesting culture too because their culture is very steeped in arranged marriage unlike American culture so it's this expectation from I guess old school Pakistani mothers that your child is going to marry another good Muslim and a Pakistani and that's how it's going to be and that's what you want and so it's this kind of scandalous thing for them to be dating an American girl you know Mm -hmm. so but just the way that she would go about it was so humorous like oh look who just happened to drop in (laughs) Oh, another person. And and then he was keeping, which I did find kind of weird, the cigar box with all the pictures yeah. of them in it. I was like, why do you keep 
the pictures like Same. maybe just to be a, a tool later for Emily to find out so they could have that big fight or something which that could be yeah is something that did not happen right maybe more of a movie life. plot yeah. they took a liberty yeah. there for a plot point yeah I think so too that could be for sure. I know I, I definitely loved, you know, just the sitting down and the, when he first started talking with his dad and his dad's talking about hacking a family member's Facebook yes. account <laughs> because he wouldn't oh, accept his it. friends. Of, yeah, you hacked it. Yeah, well, he wouldn't accept my friend request. So I had to see what was going on. And uh, yeah, then he has, he was uh, finding out that the boy that the guy was going to have a kid and the boy they were going to name him David and or Davi Dave I think he said mm -hmm. and he was like uh you mean Dave <laughs> yes. and he's yeah. like oh this woman that he's shacked or this woman that he's whatever it was you mean yeah. his wife right <laughs> the woman he married they're married <laughs> yeah it was really really great I mean it's just uh -huh. like super judgmental but at the same time it was just like you could tell it was done in a way where it was more for humor than anything it was just they took extra liberties with the character yes. just heightened it more i really really liked it when they did that and uh it, it worked out really really well um yeah for sure i mean one of the things the article said i'll just keep going back to it um sure is that actually the parents as portrayed in the movie are not really very much like kamel's actual parents yep so i read that too apparently not yeah so but i'm yeah. sure his actual parents are nice but they probably yeah. had, you know, comedians cast in those roles, undoubtedly, you know, so. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and the thing that I had read as well, and I actually watched an interview too, was that um, his family is like the least Pakistani family you could imagine because of the way <laughs> Emily described him. Like she was like, they party, they get down, you know, like, and then like she had to like reel herself in for a minute because everybody was like, oh, you mean they do drugs and all this, you know, this kind of stuff. She was like, not that kind of party, not that kind of party. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently they're just a really fun group of people to be around. And um, some of the other things in the movie too, like, you know, I know the, the, the completely disowning, you know, of the family and pushing him out of the family. That was all for the movie that didn't ha yeah, happen in yeah. real life, that kind of stuff too. So, cause I mean, his family was at their wedding and there are photos of it and everything right. together. So, so that's, that's good. It kind of adds to the happy story when you find out the truth. Uh, cause it's not as happy in, in this movie when the movie's over. So, which we'll talk about. Sure. Um, so what did you think of, uh, of Kumail's one man show? Cause he does a one man show. He's also a comedian but he's kind of just given the history of Pakistan in the beginning. And then Emily yes. comes to see it and kind of gives him some input. Um, I want to kind of talk about the, the two shows he does. Cause he does change right. the show later, right? He does one he for does. Pakistan. Then he does one to just kind of show himself. And he actually is funny during it. Um, I'm just kind of curious your thoughts on that whole deal and that scene. So in the first version of his one man show, it is terrible. It is hilariously terrible. Like they make it hilariously terrible for the movie, but you would have to be incredibly interested in the history of, of Pakistan yeah. to find that interesting. It's not really a comedy bit. He, it's kind of like he has all this love for Pakistan and he wants to share it, but the comedy kind of gets lost in is just this kind right. of boring history lesson as he goes along with all his charts and things. So then when you get to the second one, because she gives him the input, well, I learned a lot about Pakistan, but I didn't really learn anything about you. 
So when he comes back, the second version of it is a lot more personal and it's a lot funnier and it's a lot more interesting as well. And I think it was more what he was wanting too, because, you know, his friends made fun of him, you know, like, you know, when you, when you're done and you're over, you say it was a great show like that. And he's like, you guys told me you liked it. And I, it's a great show. So that kind of thing. And I think that just from the way they gave him crap, like he was like, wait a minute. Like he thought it was funny, but it just missed the mark because he had, he was using the wrong material. You know, he needed yeah. to use himself as the material and not his country. Um, and I, I thought it was, I thought it was great. That's, that's what I took from it as just kind of him realizing like, he's the funny thing, not the fact that he's Pakistani. You know what I mean? Like he's, yeah. he's the funny person, no matter where he's from. So and I like, by the I like way, that. Oh, sorry to cut you off there. Oh, you're good. I was going to say his actual stand up, which I watched some of on YouTube is hilarious to me. It makes me laugh so hard. Like yeah, I was laughing at one of his bits so hard. I was crying um it's so he is just a genuinely very funny guy as well which helps a lot oh yeah he's great and watching him do the interviews too i've seen his stand up as well i have to fully agree he's he's fantastic um after silicon valley i really became a fan of his and then i would i watched some of his stuff on there too um but just watching the interviews with him and his you know real life wife emily uh, the, the back and forth between them still happening. And it's like, he just, (laughs) they both just pop at each other. It's so great. I I would just, I would just love to hang out and just listen to the back and forth. My face would probably be like sore because of all the the laughing and smiling, you know? So (laughs) (laughs) it's awesome. It's really good to see. It's very heartwarming. Um, so we got to get, we've already been talking about a bunch of funny stuff already, but I, I kind of want to drill down to some of our favorite funniest scenes in the movie, because I mean, it is okay. a comedy. I mean, we're, we're going to call it a, a drum-com, right? But right. Uh, the funny is in there. It definitely exists. I, I want to hear yours first. Go for yours. I, I okay. want to see what, what do you think? Well, for the record, I, I might make some enemies with this, but his <laughs> 9-11 joke made me laugh out loud as I was watching where he, where, uh, Terry, um, Emily's father asks him, this is it, what they're at the hospital in the cafeteria and okay. Emily's in the coma. And he says, so nine 11, what's your, uh, what's your take on nine 11? And Kamal goes, you know, it's a, it's a really a, just a total tragedy. I mean, we lost 19 of our best guys that day or whatever the joke was. And I laughed out loud. It was hilarious. And uh, of course, Terry and Beth did not think it was funny at all. In fact, I don't remember them once, either of them ever laughing at a single joke he made. No, no. They were were not amused by him, which made it even funnier (laughs) um, when he would crack those jokes. Uh, He he always made sure to clarify too, that it was just a joke because he could never tell, like, did he just offend them terribly? Or, you know, like- right he was always just like i was kidding you know like (laughs) (laughs) obviously i'm joking he loves putting Um, himself in awkward positions that's for sure yes speaking of which so okay my next joke which i don't even know if it was meant to be a joke but it made me laugh it was so they kind of invite themselves to his stand-up so they come to his stand-up this is while emily's still in the hospital in the coma and so terry and beth are there and that heckler makes a, you know, the racist ISIS joke, go back to ISIS. 
And then the whole ensuing scene where Beth and Terry just like tear him to shreds and create this huge scene and they leave. And as they're all walking into the apartment after this whole ordeal, Beth, played by Holly Hunter, just walks to the apartment door and as though nothing has happened, says, I think I'll make some tea. Yep. And it just comes right after this whole dramatic scene. And it just tickled me. I thought that was quite funny. Yeah. Um, and then, then, the, then she ended up going to wine. Then after that, she's like, wait, does Emily have wine here? And then she grabbed some wine, I think. <laughs> I think they ended up with the whiskey. That's right. They eventually yeah. made it to whiskey. You're right. You're right. And then, then that's when they, they did. did the yearbook. Everything came out and they all kind of had a bonding moment after that night because they kind of stood up for <laughs> Kumail then, which was really good right. to see. You know, like you knew who they were as people then because he at this point in the movie, he had already been by Emily's side as much as humanly possible for him uh, to be able to still ro- run his normal life. And the parents have showed up. They have basically shunned him like, no, you shouldn't be here. Get away. And then they finally realize like this guy's a good guy. And they kind of invite him to the lunch scene, like you mentioned. And Mm -hmm. then they go to they got to do something because they don't know what to do. They're losing their minds thinking about her all the time and just waiting. So then they go to that club scene and then you have the ISIS heckler and then they stand up for Kumail. They're like, who are you? How, who the hell do you think you are? You know? And I mean, she laces into that guy in the audience. Yeah. I love, I love that scene a lot. That was really, really great to see them stand up for him and like how he's just, what she says to him, like literally she goes, what made you say that? What, what about him made you say that? And the guy goes because of how he looks. And then she just destroyed him after that. It was yeah. really, really great. So it is one of the good, really good scenes of the movie. And it's where they have a turning point in their relationship where they really start to, and especially Beth was much more standoffish than Terry mm-hmm. about Kamel. So oh, yeah. at that moment was when they kind of get this bond a little bit, you know, because she doesn't have anything against who he is as a person. She doesn't like him because he broke Emily's heart and she's the mom, you know, and that's really the crux of it. So she's not going to tolerate this crap from this racist dude. Um, yeah. And which yeah. was, it was really cool to see. Um, yeah. And I, we should tell everybody uh, listening as well uh, before I skip over it, but you know, the whole reason that the whole heartbreak came up and then they broke up was because oh, right, yeah. it ends up being a situation where Kumail's basically he knows there's no future with the two of them because of his family and he's going to be shunned and, you know, he'll, he can't lose his family. Well, that all happens because Emily finds the box of all the pictures of the women that the mother has tried to put him with. And she's going to be a therapist, but she's not real good at like, you know, figuring her own stuff out. So she kind of loses it and flips out, which I think most people would. I mean, it makes sense. Sure. I mean, she's falling for the guy. She's openly, you know, admitted that to him and, you know, she's in love with him. And technically, I mean, he's in love with her too, but he's just super torn on, you know, what he's, he's going to do with his life and everything. So that's what ends up kind of starting all this out. And then, you know, she gets sick and then the coma happens. Um, 
but then, you know, he starts to build a relationship with the family. And I really like that dynamic, you know, because that's the same thing in my life. Like I have a really good relationship with my wife's family and that without it, you wouldn't know how things would be. And I, I really related to that uh, in an overall aspect of the movie is just really heartwarming and, and really nice to see. I think done extremely well in, the, in, in any movie, honestly. I think they did a really good job of that was super believable why that yeah. would happen, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And just to go along with that, in that same sequence of events there, of course, Emily, when she first goes to the hospital and they medically induce the coma and Kumal finds out and he's spending all this time at the hospital, he's ignoring his family who keeps calling and texting him because none of them know about him and Emily. Yeah. Um, even though technically in the movie at that point in time, they're broken up in real life. They never actually broke up. So that oh, okay. breakup part didn't happen. And he had actually met her parents before um, she went into the coma in real life. Okay. So, but anyway, so, but in the movie, they're broken up. He's all preoccupied with this. He's ignoring his family. Finally, he is back home with the family and his mother going on and on that train that crashed. And we, we thought that could be you. We thought you could be dead. And he goes, mom, nobody died in that crazy that train crash she's like did they look under the train like her react just was so funny <laughs> not gonna be wrong about this worry that she was that's right she was not she was uh -huh. very stern about all that that's for sure um <sighs> yeah for me um i will have to say that one of my one of my favorites um funny scenes was when emily had to take a shit that scene yes. was great. <laughs> like she gets up in the middle of the night acting really weird. And he <laughs> he's like, let me come with you. I can help you. What's going on? Are you okay? She's like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And then he finally, you know, he, he just basically just belittles her or not. It doesn't really belittle her, but he's just badgering her so much that she finally just says, I got to take a shit. Okay. <laughs> and you know, your, your walls are too thin and your roommates out there. And and then they, I think they finally, he takes her, like he's an Uber driver. So he drivers, he drives her back home if I remember right. And she has to use her bathroom. There you go. <laughs> I was, you know, I can relate so strongly to that because in, cause that was in the very beginning of the relationship and like, you don't want to be doing your business at the very <laughs> beginning. Like you want to find another way. I get that. I'm, I feel her in that scene, yeah, but I also yeah. understand that guys, I think don't care quite as much about that kind of thing so he just thought it was hilarious and like he was actively cracking up at her in the face of this confession which i thought was really cute i really liked that whole yeah scene between them yeah that was great um one of my backups uh funny parts here i loved was with uh navi which is uh kumail's brother in the movie uh in the baseball batting cage was great yes. <laughs> he's he is so decked out you know he's got cubs everything on and he is like he's like watch this and then he starts trying to crack you know home runs and he can barely hit and he's like eh, eh. like you know the balls are going to hit him and he's making all kinds of noises and that little i think he might have been 10 or 12 years old he's he's cracking homers and he's like that yeah. guy's pretty that kid's pretty good why don't you do what he's doing you know <laughs> it's so good that was such a good scene Oh man, it really was. I have another scene that I really appreciated was uh, Kumal's big Karen moment in the fast food drive-through. Oh, okay, yes. Where he asks for a burger, a cheeseburger with four slices of cheese. And the guy goes, I, I can't do that. 
Oh no, he, go, he goes uh, four cheeseburgers, which I have so been there. It's so frustrating sometimes with the drive-through when you give an order and they say something back to you and and, and sure. you go, how could you possibly have taken that from what I just said? Yeah. Right. So we've all, I think we've all been there. Yeah, we've right? all been there, <laughs> but the, he just takes us to an extreme till the point where he's throwing the trash can down. Like he's gotten out of his car. He's screaming at the guy through the drive-thru window. And the guy just goes, I'll just ring up four cheeseburgers. Yeah. <laughs> I'll charge you for four cheeseburgers, but I'm just going to put one cheeseburger with four slices of cheese. That's, that's kind of <laughs> what he thought he could do to fix that. Uh, Which was hilarious. But then Kamal, because he's just been such a dickhead to this guy goes, I'll have four fries too. Right. Yeah. Do you want fries with that? He's like, yeah, I'll do four fries too. <laughs> <laughs> And then he's kind enough. He picks uh, his trash up, cleans his mess up he that does. he made. But yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, another one too, I have down here. Uh, th this one's really great, but like Ray Romano has really dry kind of humor in this movie. Yeah. It's not like in your face at all. And he's really awkward at the same time. Cause I don't think he really knows how to take Kumail either. Um, especially, you know, even with this culture and everything, I think that makes him more nervous. But yeah. this the scene where they end up back at Emily's house and he's like, well, what do you what do you got? You got any games? You want to do anything? He's like, well, I, I don't know. We could we could play some video games or, you know, just something like he's like, ah, oh, video games, Nintendo, everybody needs something. He's like me. He's like, all I needed was a sidewalk and a piece of chalk. He's like, I got hopscotch and I got uh, tic-tac-toe <laughs> and I got throw the chalk at Jimmy. Three games right there. Three games. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, who's, who's Jimmy? He's like, whoever's jimmy whoever's with you is jimmy you know they're just jimmy that's all that's all matters you're jimmy <laughs> it's just like that scene was on really the chalk that that scene was really funny i chuckled out loud at that one too I that was love good it. when so when beth and terry have that big fight and terry ends up going to kamal's apartment and he's trying to like drop that wisdom on him but it's just coming out so badly what was yep. it where Kumal's like, oh, he's, he's, so he says, I tell you what, because he confesses that he cheated on Beth. And this is where their uh, kind of contention is coming from, which I don't remember that article saying whether that was true in real life or not. I have a oh. feeling it was probably made up for the movie. I don't know if it actually happened, but he's saying, I tell you what, you don't know that you're with the one until you cheat on her, then you know. And Kamal's like, so you're saying I should cheat on my girlfriend. And, and then he's I'll know like, if I no, love that's her. not, yeah. He's like, no, that, that came out wrong. Like he just has like this advice that's not advice at all. And it's just hilarious. I, yeah. I really appreciated that scene as well. And then, and then he backs that up right after the fact. And he looks at Kumail and one of my lines, I actually have quoted down here that I love too, is he says, you know what? He goes, love's really, it isn't easy. That's why they call it love. And he's like, that, that, that doesn't seem to make any sense either. And Terry goes, uh, yeah, I, I, you know what, as I was saying, I thought it would come out better than that. So, uh, <laughs> you know, he just gives up. He's yes. done a two in a row. He's done. Uh, it was really great. Really great. Um, I know you said you'd probably have a hard time coming up with anything negative in the movie. Um, the only thing I can think of, because I, I did enjoy this movie. I, I'm sure you guys can kind of tell already with us talking about it right now that we, we both really enjoyed it. And, and I'm I'm glad you uh, mentioned it because my wife and I both had a good time watching it. Oh, so good. good. But the one thing, and it's super small and maybe nitpicky, 
but I didn't think they did a great job of explaining how long Emily was in this coma or in the hospital. It just seemed like sure. it was, I know in real life it was eight days. I mean, I yes. did my own research so I could slap an answer on it. So if anybody watches it, it's an eight day situation, but it seemed like there was moments where there were days that had gone by and, you know, like almost kind of like montages or something in a way. I mean, there really weren't mm -hmm. montages in the, in the movie, but it just felt like you couldn't tell it was from one day to the next. It was always like, oh, give us a couple of days, come back, get, you know, go get something to eat, rest, all these things the doctors are telling everybody. And then they would, but then they would leave and then they'd go to the club and then they'd be at home and then they'd be back at the hospital. And you could never really tell how long it had been. Mm. It felt to me almost felt because the first part of the movie, they'd been together for five months mm. and that went really fast. So I kind yes. of, my brain kind of was still in that mode, like, oh man, they're really fast forward and things. She's been in this coma for a while. Um, so, but that was just wasn't the case. I think it actually was, if I rewatch it again, I think it probably was like eight days. It was probably one, two, three, if I counted them, you know, every time they were back. Um, sure. But that I was, was gonna super say, nitpicky. Yeah, I don't, I think because I already knew that it was eight days because I okay. seen the movie before, I read the article before. So I had remembered it was eight days. So I think I didn't even think of that. I think I just assumed eight days and it. I, I didn't notice that at all. Okay, um, I did. If I had to level any criticism, I could see how some people might at times find the pace a little bit slow in the movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it can be. But I, that never really bothers me personally in a movie, as long as there's interesting things going on and like the banter and the story is being told, I, you know, I'm happy. I don't need a bunch of action sequences in a movie for me to feel entertained. So that would maybe be the only criticism I could have on behalf of maybe somebody who doesn't appreciate a sometimes slower pace. Right. And, and this movie, I think, did a great job. Like you just said, like it, it always had something happening, always something to think about, a funny joke here, or, you know, one liner or something. And it was it was really good. It was kind of like a smorgasbord, but it was just all mixed and matched. Like, you know, you would get jokes and then you get something serious and then there'd be like this super dramatic thing that went way serious more than you thought and then there'd be like yeah. way funnier things that you didn't expect to happen next and it just <laughs> it just really kept you on your toes um i mean it is a two-hour movie honestly didn't feel like a two-hour movie they did yeah, really good on the all. pacing so i i would agree um i mean it could be that way for some people who would who would watch a movie and think oh man it's just there's too much talking or dialogue or whatever but if you're mm -hmm. not listening and interested in the story or what's going on in the movie then you're going to feel that way. I was invested. I was listening. I, I was enjoying. Definitely. So, yeah. Um, so on to some questions in the question section here. I have, um, and I think we kind of talked about this already, but I kind of, I want to drill down and see for sure for you, what does this movie classify most? Like as far as a genre for you mm. and why, if you had to pick one, if you had to tell a, a friend or tell all the audience out there listening, like, we could call it a dramedy, right? But sure. is it more drama or more comedy? Like, because I feel like those are the two things going on. Yeah, it's more comedy. I would definitely 100% classify this as a comedy if I only could pick one genre. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Hands yeah. Down. The, it would be tough. I think I would agree with you. I do think that the drama when the drama hits is heavy, though. 
Like it's mm-hmm. not, it's not light drama. Like your, your life or death situations are happening with the coma and, and trying to figure out, you know, this infection and, and help her. But uh, the comedy also hits really good. So it, it is a yes. really great balance, but I, I did find ourselves uh, chuckling more and, you know, laughing and, and smirking and just anything more, <laughs> more than, more than like, oh man, holy cow, super serious moment or something. So it was, right. Yeah, I would say throw it in the comedy if you guys want a good one to watch. Uh, I think For it would sure. be a great. It's a great date movie, honestly. It's really, really excellent. That's date a good. Material. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I, and just to say one other thing. Nope, can't remember. Sorry. <laughs> it happens, happens to all. Me. Yeah, I hate that. Happens to me too. <laughs> oh no, I remember. Perfect. I did not cry in this movie, and I'm a super easy cry. So. That okay. is just another thing that lends itself to the more comedy aspect, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, so uh, next question. Overall, how would, how would you rate the acting in this movie? Like any, any cup double question, like how was the acting, any standout performances that you want to call out to anybody out there listening? I would say that the acting was fine. If, I my attention never went on any single actor in any scene. I never felt distracted by it, which I think is probably the ideal uh, acting that you could have. It's the acting you don't notice at all. So True. because then you're really in it. You're not thinking about an actor. You're thinking about what's going on in the scene and the whole movie in general. So I would be like, I mean, I don't know how you write. I'm A plus on acting for this one. Yeah, yeah. Everybody did a great job. Yeah. Um, I think probably Holly Hunter's character, she, I, I want to just say that she like owned that character the most. Like oh, she, yeah. when, she, when she got into, you know, uh, things about her daughter or when she was like telling Kumail, like, you need to get out of here now, that kind of thing. Like, I know what you did to my daughter. Um, and then the scene in the in the comedy club, all those kind of kind of combined. Plus, you still got to see the kind of the nice side of her too when they had fun. They were drinking their whiskey yeah. and, and making memories. But I just I just felt her character was like so believable. I'm like, oh my gosh, like she really did a great job with all aspects of hers. And I felt like her character was honestly the more she had to be more everything type of character. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if anybody, I would say hers was an outstanding performance for me out of everybody, but yeah, A plus, I, I loved it. Everybody was great. Every, all the, even just a little comedian pieces that were here and there um, were, were spot on. It was a really, really well acted movie. Um, Absolutely. Okay. So favorite overall scene. Doesn't have to be funny. Doesn't have to be oh. serious. Just, just a scene in the movie. What was your favorite? Gosh, that is. I think it really was the scene with Kumail and Terry when Terry was staying over at the apartment and trying to give him advice and just effing it up everywhere and yeah. saying things that made no sense. And just Kumail's reaction of like, that, that didn't really make sense either. Probably I, I did like that one because even though it was kind of ridiculous, you also f- that was a really huge bonding moment for both of them, I think. And yeah. especially because Terry gets off kind of a huge thing off his chest about how he yeah cheated on on Beth so yeah I think that probably is my favorite okay yeah 
that's a good one. Um, mine's going to balance right out then. Cause mine, mine's actually when he really had the connection with the mom with, with Beth, right. um, you know, they come home from the comedy club and then they, they get some drinks. Terry passes out on the couch, you know, she called it. He'll, he'll be passed out in 10 minutes, you know, <laughs> boom, he's out. And uh, they just had a good time just connecting, you know, as, as just human beings. And they, they actually connected over Emily, which I, just really, really felt, you know, cause you know, yeah, that, that's just a, a, a special thing to be able to do uh, with, you know, someone you loves family for sure. Absolutely. And I think that was a really important scene too, now that you're bringing it up because she realizes how much Kamal loves Emily yeah. in that conversation. And I think that's what ultimately really softens her to Kamal, um, which is, it is, it's a really beautiful scene but I still like yeah. the Ray Romano one a little bit better. Yeah, absolutely. I, I get that fully. That one, that, that, that scene's great. It's really, really funny too. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the trailers out there have uh, at least uh, one of the lines from that part of the yeah. movie, <laughs> which is great. Um, so final things here, just a, a little bit of trivia stuff that I had found. And then I want to hit you with a what if question. Okay. Um, I'm sure you probably already know these, but just in case any of the listeners want to know as well, but the real life Emily actually wrote the script for this movie. So yep. that was pretty cool. And uh, I, I think that she's, I, I feel like that she's got some chops. I don't know if she's written any more stuff. I, I don't think, is it, is it Emily Nunjani? I, I should have probably just Googled that, right? I think it's <laughs> Gordon. I think it's Emily Gordon. I okay. Think. Okay. Let's, let's check really quick. Gordon. I think Emily yeah, v. that makes Gordon, sense. Yeah, I think that makes sense then, because yeah, that would have been her name in the movie, and my idiot self didn't think to look up that name as being the real person. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, well. it's she, the big sick. It's also something called Little America, uh, the meltdown, okay. the indoor kids. What's in my bag? Okay, so good. She's she's yeah. making a career. That's that's great. That's great. I love it. Yeah. Oh, like, and she's written a book. She's written a couple of books. Great. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I know that the the actress, uh, Zoe, who played Emily, um, she has writing credit and producing credit and everything. So she's she's got a lot of, uh, you know, talent that she's spreading around the industry as well, which is great. Um, so Kumel Ninjani and Adil, uh, uh, I think it's Akhtar. Uh, They're the only two individuals in the whole film that were actually Pakistani. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And who so did Akhtar uh, play? Um, I want to, I feel like he was the brother. Um, okay. I want to double check and make sure. Uh, da, da, da. Oh, he's a British actor. Okay. Was he the dad? I that can't be right. Oh. I'm still going to check because that's what I'm doing this for. <laughs> Yeah, I, well, I'm, I'm Oh, no, it was the brother. Them... It was the brother. Yes, it was Naveed. He played the brother. Okay. Okay. How he comes, he, he does come up as a British actor. Okay. I'm glad to see that that was not false information. Interesting. There you go. There you go. On top of that, he is also in the British acting club. Um, go ahead. Why can't I find who played the mom in this? Kumail's oh. mom. Yeah, you know what? I didn't look look up anything for her. I don't even uh, see her in the cast list as I'm going through this here. Oh wow! Okay, that's maybe why I missed completely looking her up. 
huh. I'd be curious to know where she's from, but I can't. Okay, let's try who plays Kumal's mom in The Big Sick. <laughs> Zenobia Shroff. Okay. Uh, an accomplished classical Indian dancer, <laughs> Indian dancer and sketch comedy artist. So she's a she's a Bollywood. Okay, that person. fits. Yeah, I, I yeah. can see that from her look and everything. Yeah, yeah. and she's definitely funny. <laughs> she is very funny. Yeah, she's great. Um, another thing was uh, Kumail was really trying to avoid any sort of stereotypes with uh, that that are all Muslims or serious and stodgy people. That was one yeah. of the things he wanted to do for this movie, which we talked about that a little bit. Um, uh, there was actually a bidding war for this movie to gain distribution rights between Netflix and Amazon, which uh, that's always a good sign. It's yeah. always a good sign when you have somebody more than one thing wanting something from you. Um, it only took three hours to find the funding for this movie. Wow. That's impressive. Really impressive. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it did take about three years, though, to write the script. So okay. between for Emily to get that all done. So yeah, just some just some fun little trivia pieces I had seen there that I wanted to bring to everybody's attention I thought were neat. <laughs> and the last thing here we always try to end with is what if scenario. Okay. So the what the what if I have from you or for you is what if this wasn't based on a true story? How would you feel about it then? Hmm. That's a great question because even before I saw it the first time, I knew that it was based on a true story. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm trying to imagine. I just, I think I would still have loved it. Yeah. Okay, good. I really good. do. I think it's still hilarious. It's still not even a totally unrealistic story. I would have loved it because it's a romantic movie. That's not a cliched Pat rom-com following yeah. an exact rom-com formula, you know, um, even though admittedly, sometimes I love a rom-com if it does follow an exact rom-com formula, but this oh, one on doesn't. And that, yeah, that makes it just really good. And I, I have to shout out because it's a Netflix original film, another Kumal Nanjani movie, the lovebirds, which is a Netflix original. It's on my it, list. It's just as funny, even if it's not quite as good in my opinion. Okay. Uh, so I'll, I'll throw that out there. But yeah, if this wasn't a true story, I still think I would love the movie as much as I do, knowing that yeah. it's a true story. I still think it would make a great comedy. I think it would be still hilarious and mm -hmm. a good watch. I just think knowing that it was real, for me at least, it like had that extra effect on me of like, sure. like attachment and understanding and like just because it doesn't feel like they took too many liberties with it. I feel like the cigar box of pictures was a liberty. Uh, yeah. You mentioned you mentioned they never actually broke up, so there's a little bit of a liberty taken there. But other than that, I don't feel like there was too many, honestly. It felt very much like what I read happened, you know, and what they talked yeah. about happened. So it made it really, I don't know, it just connected me more to the story, knowing that, like, that really happened and, like, it, you, you can still believe in those like, you know, happily ever after sort of situations that really do happen and not just yeah. in the movies. <laughs> yeah, I actually, they had a podcast, uh, which I 
listened, I think they started it in 2020 and I listened to several episodes and um, they just have such a great dynamic together. Like you were talking about before from watching the videos and it's just, uh, you know, it's so nice. It's nice when people find happiness with each other. And I love to see that for other people. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's just, they're such a lovely couple. Yeah, they really are. It's, it's just a, it's a great movie as well. Everybody out there, definitely check it out. The Big Sick is on Amazon. So if you have a Prime account, which these days, I don't know who doesn't. Right. Uh, you can go watch it right now. You're already paying for it. Go watch it. Why not? It's a great one. Uh, it's it's definitely highly rated here. At the movie reel and you know Heather over there obviously loves it as well. So <laughs> it's highly worth watching. Uh, we we say go do it. Make it a chore this weekend uh, and just watch, watch, watch. You'll enjoy it. I guarantee it. And I think Heather guarantees it as well. She's the one that recommended it to me. Absolutely, one hundred percent guaranteed. Ninety nine point nine percent guaranteed. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, well, you know, again, thank you for coming on. This was a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully we get you back for some more episodes on occasion and keep a chair sure. open for you. That's always going to be, a, man. always going to be ready for you anytime. And once again, everybody make sure you go visit over there at watching Netflix without you just search that up on your old anything really. And you have the website, toss that out again, one more time for everybody. WNWYpodcast.com slash subscribe gets you all the podcast players. Perfect. It's that simple, guys. So share that love. Go enjoy some of their content as well. It's good stuff. It's fun. It's real bite-sized and easy to listen to. So uh, we are going to be done with this episode. We'll be back in a couple of weeks for another one. Who's going to be on? I don't know. What movie are we going to talk about? I don't know. That's the fun of it. That's why we do this. It's good stuff. But that's what we're going to do for now. Everybody out there, enjoy your weekend, your day, your evening, and we will see you on the next episode.